You're listening to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. Out Loud Bible Project is on a mission to read the entire Bible out loud in a conversational and approachable way, so you can recognize your part in this conversation between you and God. This is the Out Loud Bible Project podcast, where we read the Bible out loud, conversationally, approachably, so that you can see the Bible as a conversation between you and a God who loves you so much more than you could possibly even imagine. So uh, we started last episode in the book of Mark, which is one of the four Gospels, which are biographies of Jesus's life, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John are biographies, but they're not like biographies that we read nowadays. Uh, So, I mean, if you go to Barnes & Noble, pick up a biography, they're long, they go into every detail about the person, everything they said and did, but the Gospels are ancient biographies. So, a couple differences. One, they're shorter, and here's the big difference. The idea behind biographies in the Greco-Roman days was to focus on one major theme about that person's life. So the point of modern biographies is to say what the person did. The point of ancient biographies is to say what that person's life meant. So Mark's major theme here, as he wrote his biography about the life of Jesus, is to show that Jesus had the authority of heaven on earth. That was his main point. You may have heard that word authority several times in that last episode as we started in uh, Mark chapters 1 and 2. So remember last episode, Mark was telling stories like this action movie. He's jumping from one action to the next. Jesus was casting out demons. He's healing people. He's forgiving sins. And he's already made a few enemies with the uh, the self-proclaimed God experts, the scribes and the Pharisees. And in this episode, we're going to see Jesus flex his authority some more, and the attacks from religious leaders are just going to intensify. So let's check it out. Another time, Jesus went into the synagogue, and a man with a shriveled hand was there. Some of them were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus, so they watched him closely to see if he would heal him on the Sabbath. Jesus said to the man with a shriveled hand, Stand up in front of everyone. Then Jesus asked them, Which is lawful on the Sabbath, to do good or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they remained silent. He looked around them in anger and deeply distressed at their stubborn hearts. He said to the man, Stretch out your hand. He stretched it out, and his hand was completely restored. Then the Pharisees went out and began to plot with the Herodians how they might kill Jesus. Jesus withdrew with his disciples to the lake, and a large crowd from Galilee followed. When they heard about all he was doing, many people came to him from Judea, Jerusalem, Edomia, and the regions across the Jordan and around Tyre and Sidon. Because of the crowd, he told his disciples to have a small boat ready for him to keep the people from crowding him, for he had healed many so that those with diseases were pushing forward to touch him. Whenever the impure spirits saw him, they fell down before him and cried out, You are the Son of God! But he gave them strict orders to not tell others about him. Jesus went up on a mountainside and called to him those he wanted, and they came to him. He appointed twelve that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. 
These are the twelve he appointed. Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter. James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, to whom he gave the name Boanerges, which means sons of thunder. Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. Then Jesus entered a house, and again a crowd gathered so that he and his disciples were not even able to eat. When his family heard about this, they went to take charge of him, for they said, "Ah, he's out of his mind. And then the teachers of the law who came down from Jerusalem said, "Uh, He's possessed by Beelzebul, by the prince of demons he's driving out demons. So Jesus called them over to him and began to speak to them in parables. How can Satan drive out Satan? I mean, if a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom can't stand. If a house is divided itself, that house can't stand. And if Satan opposes himself and is divided, he can't stand. His end has come. In fact, no one can enter a strong man's house without first tying him up. Then he can plunder the strong man's house. Truly, I tell you, people can be forgiven all their sins and every slander they utter, but... Whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. They're guilty of an eternal sin. He said this because they were saying he has an impure spirit. And then Jesus' mother and brothers arrived. Standing outside, they sent someone in to call him. And the crowd was sitting around him and they told him, oh, Your mother and brothers are outside looking for you. Who are my mother and my brothers? He asked. Then he looked around at those seated in a circle around him and said, Here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. Again, he began to teach by the seaside. A great multitude was gathered to him so that he entered into a boat in the sea and sat down. All the multitude were on the land by the sea. He taught them many things in parables, and he told them in his teaching, Listen, behold, the farmer went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell by the road, and the birds came and devoured it. Others fell on the rocky ground where it had little soil, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of soil. When the sun had risen, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. Others fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. Others fell into the good ground and yielded fruit, growing up and increasing. Some produced 30 times, some 60 times, some 100 times as much. He said, Whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. And when he was alone, those who were around him with the twelve asked him about the parables, and he said to them, To you is given the mystery of God's kingdom, but to those who are outside, all things are done in parables, that seeing they may hear and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand, lest perhaps they should turn again and their sins should be forgiven them. He said to them, Don't you understand this parable? How will you understand all the parables? The farmer sows the word. The ones by the road are the ones where the word is sown. And when they've heard, immediately Satan comes and takes away the word which has been sown in them. These, in the same way, are those who are sown on the rocky places, who, when they've heard the word, immediately receive it with joy. They have no root in themselves, but are short-lived. When oppression or persecution arises because of the word, immediately they stumble. Others are those who are sown among the thorns. These are those that have heard the word and the cares of this age and the deceitfulness of riches and the lusts of other things entering in choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. Those who are sown on the good ground 
are those who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit. Some 30 times, some 60 times, and some 100 times. He said to them, is the lamp brought to be put under a basket or under a bed? Isn't it to be put on a stand? For there's nothing hidden except that it should be made known. Neither was anything made secret, but that it should come to light. If any man has ears, let him hear. He said to them, take heed what you hear. With whatever measure you measure, it will be measured to you. And more will be given to you who hear. For whoever has, to him more will be given. And he who doesn't have, even that which he has, will be taken away from him. He said, God's kingdom is as if a man should cast seed on the earth and should sleep and rise night and day and the seed should spring up and grow, though he doesn't know how. For the earth bears fruit by itself, first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. But when the fruit is ripe, immediately he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. He said, how will we liken God's kingdom? Or with what uh, parable will we illustrate it? It's like a grain of mustard seed, which when it's sown in the earth, though it's less than all the seeds that are on earth, yet when it's sown, grows up and becomes greater than all the herbs and puts out great branches so that the birds of the sky can lodge under its shadow. With many such parables, he spoke to them as they were able to hear it. Without a parable, he didn't speak to them, but privately to his own disciples, he explained everything. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, let's go over to the other side. Leaving the multitude, they took him with them, even as he was in the boat. Other small boats were also with him. A big windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so much that the boat was already filled. He himself was in the stern, asleep on the cushion, and they woke him up and said, Teacher, don't you care that we're all dying? He awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. The wind ceased and there was a great calm. And he said to them, Why are you so afraid? How is it that you have no faith? They were greatly afraid and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey it? We talked a lot about parables today, and parables are just earthly stories with heavenly meanings, and Jesus used them all the time. And you might be confused and even offended that Jesus taught in parables and even admitted in this episode that he used them so that people wouldn't understand. And if that's you, then hey, the disciples were right there with you, all right? But here's Jesus's strategy. When you're confused, you can respond in one of two ways, right? You can roll your eyes and say, oh, that's too confusing, whatever, and leave. Or you can lean in and ask questions and seek understanding. And that process of leaning in and trying to understand is what builds a relationship. So when you're confused by Jesus, do you check out or do you lean in? That's our Thinking Out Loud thought for today. Thanks for listening to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. In this episode, we read from the World English Bible Translation, but we encourage you to read for yourself whatever translation works best for you. For tips on how to get the most out of reading your Bible, download your free Out Loud Bible study guide at outloudbible.com.